Everybody, thank you once again for tuning in to A Piece of Advice with Dr. J, the podcast. I'm so grateful to be back with you all once again with episode three of POA DRJ, the podcast. Last week, we talked about validation and why do we need it with Dr. Daryl Tillman. And I'm so excited that I have two special guests with me today. And we're going to talk about such a topic that I believe is so important in this day and time that we're living in. So I would like to thank Sylvia Hayes and Retta Go Long for being with me today. Thank you guys so much uh, for being on my podcast. And I would like, if they can, uh, to introduce yourselves to all of those that are listening. Well, my name is Ready Go Long Jr. I am from Wilmington, North Carolina. I serve as the assistant pastor of Greater Morning Star Apostolic Church under my father, Bishop Ready Go Long Sr. I am a teacher by profession, and I also am the founder and CEO of a nonprofit organization called the Axe Movement Incorporated. Okay, I guess it's my turn. <laughs> <laughs> I was just so smitten by think that he has going on. <laughs> uh, my name is Sylvia Hayes. I am from Frederick, Maryland. I'm not from Frederick, Maryland. I currently live in Frederick, Maryland, but I'm from uh, the Washington, D.C. area. Been in the DMV my entire life. I also serve as an assistant pastor at the Freedom Church and Ministries Incorporated in Baltimore, Maryland, where my pastor is Bishop Brian Kenneth Martin. Um, I'm also employed at the National Institutes of Health, NIH, as the communications director in the Office of Clinical Research Training in Medical Education. I also am a faculty member with the Foundation for Advanced Education in the Sciences. Ooh, yes. Well, we are so glad to have you both on the show today. I want to share with the listeners that will be tuning in that this is episode three, and this week's topic is, drumroll, finding love with the right lens. Yes. Finding love with the right lens. And I just want to say, I'm so glad to have you both on the show. For those that don't know, uh, Sylvia and Redigo just got engaged this past September to be married. So I am so glad to have them on the show. And I want you all to tell us a little bit about your story. How did you meet? And also what the topic finding love with the right lens means to you. Okay, well, I'll say with how we first met, it's not really a story for the ages because we knew of each other. Our families knew one another for a long time. But really, looking back to it, all I remember is she would be at a service, <laughs> I would be at a service, and we didn't know each other or pay each other any attention. And she would ask me periodically to come preach at her church. And I would be too busy to come preach. And then I would be in town to preach somewhere else. And I would invite her to come. And she would be too busy to come. <laughs> so all of a sudden, just uh, randomly in uh, a couple of years ago, about three years ago, about 2017, 
Um, we just, you know, just reached back out. You know, one of us couldn't make it to somebody else's thing. And we just kind of just started talking. And after we started talking, I, I really started liking her. And I liked how we, um, our conversations that we had and things just kind of got a little deeper over the summer. And around that time, I like really started liking her. And I realized that she was one that I wanted to pursue. So that's really how our story got started. And then I asked her in December of that year, probably we had been talking for about four or five months by that time. And I asked her if I could court her. And when I say court her, I was really coming from the perspective of um, giving her the opportunity just to be pursued as uh, being a man that wanted to um, be with her. I said, I'm going to take this time to show you that I'm really serious. You know, a lot of men, you know, say they want things put in the work that it takes in order to achieve it. And so I wanted to take this period of time um, for us to kind of come together and for her just to be treated the way she deserves to be treated. And she had no responsibilities, whatever gifts I gave her or whatever attention I gave her, she was not accountable to reciprocate that whatsoever. It was just a moment in time that I was able to show her that I'm really serious, that I'm not trying to be with anybody else, that you're really someone that I want. And honey, I soaked that all up, sis. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I like sit, I, I'm sitting here because when I when I looked up love, I found a quote from Mahatma Gandhi that it says, where there is love, there is life. Mm-hmm. And when you find love the right way, yes, it expands and increases your life. That's that's my that's my personal outlook. And also because I study a lot with human behavior, human behavior suggests that love is the most fundamental aspect of all human experience. Yeah. And the and the capacity for love has intrigued many cultures throughout history. And it's a topic that is never fully finished. And as clinicians who work in therapeutic relationships across the life cycle, we are increasing our understanding of the concept of love and its influence in adult human relationships and upon human behavior. For many, love is reported as a, a desire to enter and maintain or develop a close, connected, and ongoing relationship with another individual. So just listening to Redigo's response, this is love, y'all. And this is the real thing. (laughs) It's funny that you said the word capacity, and it's something that I've used previously on um, Instagram Live with another friend of mine. And I just discussed, you know, capacity in the terms of what you're able to give, but also what you're able to receive. And it's interesting because when Radigo said that he wanted to pursue me, I don't really believe that I had the capacity to receive everything that he intended to give me. You know, I was still very, I wouldn't say I, I wasn't emotionally broken, but I definitely was emotionally skeptical. 
you know, mm-hmm. from previous relationships. God had definitely healed my heart and my mind in most places. But, you know, when you go um, out of a situation where there was either trauma or heartbreak or disappointment, you know, when somebody else comes in your life, you're kind of looking with a side eye, like, why are you here? <laughs> so, you know, imagine somebody um, coming to you saying those things that he said, you know, like, it's not a responsibility for you to do anything. It's my job to show you my intentions. And I was just looking like, "Mm, (laughs) you know, he, I will say that that first year of our courtship, he um, was very, and still is, but was very patient with me in all of my attempts to um, get on his nerves or make him think it wouldn't work or just, just things that just, you know, that we do to try and test the character of a person when really um, I am so sure that God created him just for me. Wow. You know, and and Sylvia, you uh, you used the term, we was on a platform together not long ago, and yeah. you used the term that in, in aspect to, in the aspect of relationship, mm-hmm. you used the term purpose partner. Purpose partners, yeah, yeah, for sure. And, and, and that set with me ever since you, you said that, can you guys elaborate a little bit on what it means to to really be and have a purpose partner. Um, well, I'll let Redico take that. But one thing that I really just I realized that after he shared with me, you know, he would say things like, you know, I would not have accomplished X, Y, Z if it wasn't for you, or I did this because of you. And and, and at one point in time, I didn't really not to say I didn't believe him, but it was just like, hmm, you sure? But you could just tell, you know, and he can elaborate on how he feels like he has thrived as a man just because of our our love. You know, like you said, you know, where there's love, there is life. And I can attest for me um, in ministry. For me, I, when we first began courting and building a friendship, I was not um, actively um, preaching. You know, I had really taken a back seat to the ministry that God had called me to. Um, I just, I had some reservations. I had a few wounds and it it was as if the love that, without crying, it was as if the love that Redigo came with breathed life back into my yes, Lord. You know, and, and you don't really understand the severity of your yes, Lord, until someone tells you like, you are, you're you're being rebellious, you know, you're out of the will of God. There's more to you than what you're doing. And, you know, sometimes, you know, I believe that a perfect love is like the word of God. It cuts going in, but it heals coming out, you know, and and he definitely inspired me um, to be in right standing with the ministry that God has given to me. And, you know, I just believe that that is what really illuminated him being um, my purpose partner in life. Wow. Yeah. And, and I would say, so talking about our, our courtship, I wanted to make sure that we were intentional uh, from the beginning and we were open and honest about our intentions from the start. So, you know, she told me her situation and things from past relationships. And so it was important for us to be open and honest and clear up front. And then I made her aware about my expectations. And um, I think being intentional in our courtship is what helped us create that solid foundation 
to build upon. And it allowed us to get those tools we needed to cultivate a successful intentional relationship. And looking back on it, when we were talking, I realized that I fell in love with her purpose before I fell in love with her. Jesus. And I say that because I was liking her. I was definitely feeling her. But there were some things that she had left. And without even thinking twice about it, like, you know, my spirit man was pulling on her to get back in line with where she needed to be. So before, wow. you know, we were like, I love you and stuff. You know, we were close, but I realized looking back that I was loving her purpose. And, you know, she was telling me why she left or why she wasn't doing this and, you know, how things used to be. And God used that as an avenue for me to pull her back in and then for us to be close to one another. And, and so I would definitely say you know, it's more than just loving that person, because when you become linked up with that person, you take on all of their burdens, you bear their burdens, you know, and you become yoked together. So their problems become your problems. Their situations become your situations. And so by us being purpose partners, she builds me up for what I've been called to do. And I build her up for what she's been called to do. And in most instances, we're doing the same thing in regards of ministry and different things in the secular world, but we're not in competition with one another. Right. We're, we're pushing one another to be better. And if she is speaking on a bigger platform than me, I'm super excited. I want that for her and vice versa. Wow. And so when we talk about purpose partners, it's looking beyond today but it's looking toward the future you know can you handle me where god is taking me next year five years from now are you going to be able to handle what god is cultivating in me now because i'm not going to be in the same place that is good and you you ready to go you said something that was so so profound that you guys are not in competition with one another that you're your purpose is to help each other fulfill what it is that God has destined for you both yeah. to do. And I think that's so important when we look at finding love with the right lens and also us being in the millennial generation, uh, finding that person that fits and aligns with the purpose that God has destined for us to live out on this earth. And it's amazing to have you both to be an example of what that actually looks like. And just to piggyback off of that, because me and Silver were talking about this, was it yesterday or the other day? And, and three years ago. And three years ago. <laughs> I mean, we because we've done a lot of talking. And so long distance relationships will make you do a lot of talking. <laughs> and so we, we we were talking, and I was sharing with her like three years ago. <laughs> and I was telling her about how people want us, you know, in the church. They want to match. They want to match you up. You know, I, I go to. Oh, I used to go to different churches. You know, I'm, I'm engaged now. But I used to go to different churches, and people be like, "Oh my gosh, you would be so good for my daughter," and "Oh man, you would be so good for this person." And I'm like, just because we match or we look good together, preach, honey, it does not mean that we are meant 
to be together. Mm. And so I said, you know, like when you go to the mall and you try on the shoe, you can have two shoes that match, but if they don't fit, then it's not going to do you any good. And so just because, and I was, this is not being conceited, but all of us could almost say, if we are with somebody else, we're going to look good together. Mm -hmm. But that does not mean that that person is a good fit for us. Fit. Yes. Yes. I'm I'm glad that we don't just (laughs) look good together, but we actually fit. You know, she's not the wrong size for me. Like she is exactly the right size. So that's why everything we do is successful Ooh. because it fits is what it's supposed to be. And some people get stuck because they're with the wrong person trying to fit, you know, like Cinderella and her shoe. Mm-hmm. They're trying to fit something that God did not intend for it to go into. And just to kind of, you know, expound on that point about being the right size, you know, that is, he he's not, well, I am the right size, but is that's not just size it is mental size it is spiritual size that when he says the right fit it means your mental capacity your spiritual capacity um your educational capacity your professional capacity all of your philanthropic capacity you know whatever ways one person is serving the other person has to have the capacity to fit in those spaces and to be able to uphold that person while they're serving in whatever mechanism the Lord has given their hands to serve. And so, you know, that that matchmaking is so dangerous. I mean, I can think of plenty of people that people would rather see me with or thought I was going to be with. I'm sure he can think of several people who people would rather see him with or thought that he would have been with. Um, but thanks be unto God, Thank you, you know, Jesus. we had... <laughs> Thank you, Lord. We have, you know, uh, we're we're independent. We we can make up our own minds. We hear the voice of the Lord for ourselves, you know, and God has truly, truly blessed us in our individual lives ever since we have been courted. We're not even married yet, you know, so I'm just thinking, you know, what is God going to do when we take those vows, when we have formed a union, you know, all throughout our courtship, God has blessed us like extremely <laughs> he has blessed us and so wow. just because of the things that we have encouraged one another to do um in our own individual personal lives so you know it's just a blessing to see uh, what happens when you hear the voice of the lord for yourself and that's such a powerful statement that you you just said sylvia is that when you have the ability to hear the voice of god oh yeah. it's so important because we sometimes will think it's the voice of God, but it's like, no, nah, that ain't, that's not the Lord. Right, that's not <laughs> like, talking. You know, that ain't that's the Lord. <laughs> it's like, that's not God talking. And, and the thing about it, what you said was even before you guys officially yeah. are married, you already seen, seen the yeah. favor of God on you both's union, even before it's, sealed and that's how you know when it's a god thing because anywhere god is favor is also so i tell people and what i would suggest to our listeners that are listening to this podcast is check Mm -hmm. your relationships and see what fruit Mm -hmm. are they bearing what fruit is coming out of it because I'm telling you, 
the Lord will show you every single time, whether it's like, okay, this is a good situation or I don't know if I need mm-hmm. to be attached to this um, <laughs> because it should be producing something in your life. And I can see just from looking at you both that your union has produced so much even before it's actually signed. Yeah, and something that I, I think about often, I mean, I actually said this when I was preaching a couple of weeks ago and you you alluded to it about God's favor. I, I said, God does not send his favor without his protection and his provision. So if it's God's will, it is God's bill. You know, he is going to provide the resources for what you need. You know, if you are really in the will of God, he will bless whatever it is you're trying to do with that you're trying to do it with. You know, it, it it's just amazing to me how, and I've been in that place. And so when I say this, I speak um, using much empathy, you know, understanding that you can make decisions based off of emotions. And typically that leads you into the wrong relationships with the wrong wow. people. Um, but it, it's amazing how um, we, especially within our generation, you know, we struggle to see whether or not this person is who God has for us, but it's evident that it's not because his provision and his protection isn't on it. You know, it, it doesn't it take a rocket scientist to understand that if somebody is mishandling you, mistreating you, pulling you away from what God is telling you to do, that God is not in that. But, you know, just because they go to our church, just because they're related to this person, or just because, you know, that's who people want to see you with, um, we overlook red flags and things that really should be deal breakers, you know? them. Um, and then we end up looking back years later and saying, oh, I wish I shouldn't have done this. I wish I didn't do this. So, you know, it's really important to follow God's favor and understand that his provision, his protection is going to go along with whatever he is breathing Ooh, on. Whatever he is, not whatever yeah. you are breathing on, it's whatever God is Some folks is breathing on stuff and it's uh-huh. <laughs> we used to <laughs> I used to hear a story about the three little pigs <laughs> and you know, the, their house is getting blown down. Like there's nothing, yeah. the foundation is not strong yeah. and it's not sure. And it's not a short That foundation. is so true. And you want to make sure that God is, that is a loaded statement that he's breathing. Ask yourself this question, yeah. listeners, is God breathing on your relationship? Yeah, because you will see the evidence. Is he breathing on it, and is he breathing Ooh. into it? <laughs> because if he's breathing into it, that thing is never going to die. Good night. That's the ruach, the breath, of, the Come breath on, of life. Okay, you know, if God is breathing in it, it doesn't matter if you're mad at each other. It doesn't matter if you're disagreeing. It doesn't matter if one's sick. It doesn't matter if one has lost their job. It doesn't matter what cares of life come your way. If God is breathing into your relationship, it will not fail. It will not fail. And those seasons of hard times, those seasons of trials will seem like light work because God will be providing provision and protection all throughout the storm. I believe whatever Sylvia was saying was on point. (laughs) It was on on point. Um, But I, I just, I want to say publicly, and I I've, I've said this to you both privately that I thank God for the example that you both are to our generation and the example of 
what it means to d- find love God's way and to yes. to find love in God's will. You'll never go wrong with being in the will of God. And mm-hmm. I'm just, I stand amazed at the wonderful things that God can do when you just let him be who he is and that's God. When you just let him be God. So I want to encourage the person that have been in situations where you feel like, I don't think it's going to happen for me. Listen. mm -mm. Or the person that has been in failed relationships that is tired of like, I'm going to just throw my hands up. I want to encourage you all to listen to what you have heard today. And to let you all know that God can restore. And when you let the potter do it, he'll put you back together better than you were before. When you let his hands, when his hands are upon you, and I don't want to, I don't want to sneak a preach in here. I'm <laughs> trying. That's what just happened to me. And then your mic went out. I, I, I <laughs> but when his hand, but when when the hand of the Lord is literally on your life, right. you know, even when you go through cha- changes and different challenges, when the scripture talks about that He will give you beauty for ashes. Come on, I live by that. That He makes everything beautiful in His time. In His time, that's right. That is a true statement, and you all are living examples of what the word of God tells us that, and we know that all things work together for the good. That's right. To them who love God. To those who are called according to To his his. purpose. That's the key. And that that, that is something that I I try to stress almost every time um, the Lord allows me to minister. Sometimes we quote that scripture about things working together, but the, there's a contingency. Mm-hmm. The contingency is that those things are working according to his purpose. You know, we don't have a purpose. I say that all the time, you know, our purpose is wrapped up in his purpose. So when you have a purpose partner, if they're not serving the Lord, they're already not your purpose partner. Yes. <laughs> you know, if they are not um, walking in the vocation that God has called them to, um, or being obedient to the voice of the Lord, then you know that there's no way they can help you get to where it is that you are trying to go. And so you have to really evaluate everything about, sometimes we we look at our careers, we look at our you know extracurriculars and try to figure out if we're fulfilling purpose. But a lot of our issues are wrapped up in our relationships. And that's so true. You know, yeah, a lot of our complacency, a lot of our stagnation, a lot of our mediocrity is wrapped up in who we are connected to, who we're loving, who we're giving our energy to. Um, Because People will literally take everything you have to give and not push you in the direction in which you're supposed to be going. So you have to make sure that you are, um, before you quote that scripture, you are focusing on the purpose of God in your life along with the person that you love. That is so, and that is so true. And I, I have this scripture actually posted up on my laptop where it says in Proverbs 19 and 21 that it says there are many devices in a man's heart mm-hmm. nevertheless the counsel of the Lord that shall stand 
and That's most right. people would say many are the plans in a person's heart That's but right. but yeah. it is the lord's purpose that per- that prevails that prevails so That's you right. may have a plan for your life you have your own plan that's and right he'll, he'll mess it up i've seen god do it literally i've seen god you say to yourself god i want this x y z and god says nope you get elemental <laughs> like, like this is not that's that's what you desire but this is what my purpose is for your life and so it's just so amazing to to look at you both and to see what awesome examples that you are. Um, before we wrap up the show, I just want you both just to to state how do you find love with the right lens? What would you tell the person that is saying, you know, I've been hurt before and I'm afraid to find love or I don't even know where to start? What What would you both tell them? Well, I'll say I'll speak to the men and Sylvia will speak to the women. Awesome. And, I, and I'll say to all my brothers, um, you, you've got to be um, intentional and you got to be confident. I think one thing that I found in our generation is that for, for men, all, all it takes is action and for you to get up to make that decision. And marriage is that decision. And by being led by the Lord, um, you've got to really pray and be directed, not follow your flesh, because, you know, your flesh will have you running to all kinds of different people, but being spirit-led. And, you know, my spirit was also attracted to um, Sylvia. And I would say is, you know, you make sure that your spirit is strong and you ask the Lord, show me who you want for me. Wow. Show me the person that you have in store for me. And when you're always led, you know, we we walk by ordered steps. And so when you go by that mentality and you have that attitude, then you as a man will know, well, if that's God's plan for me and I believe that it is, then it's going to come into fruition. Now we cannot do it on our own time, nor allow people to pressure us to make decisions that we are not ready for. Mm-hmm. One thing that I made, I, I said from the start was nobody was going to pressure me to make this decision. Wow. That I'm going to be led by the Lord and I want to make this decision for myself. Mm-hmm. And also, you know, allowing this process to be exclusive because if you tell too many people, mm-hmm. then you get an opportunity for people to sway Say you. that. And so I didn't tell too many people because I wanted this to be between me and God. Um, and when you have too many people, you may kind of mistake God's voice for what your friend is telling you or what your family may be telling you. But I wanted to know from God first. And when I felt confident in the decision that I brought to him, then I knew that this is what it was. And by that time, and I had already, you know, we pursued, pursued it, all that. <laughs> then, you know, when we started telling our family and our friends and they kind of saw how far along we were, mm-hmm. then nobody could really question it. Come on. And so I would close by saying to the brothers is, of course, be prayerful, but then also be intentional. Mm-hmm. And if you have a desire to be married, 
to do it, you know, and I found myself, you know, traveling, preaching. I was kind of just enjoying my little single life. Mm-hmm. And but it just takes a conscious decision to say, you know, I believe, you know, it's not good for man to be alone. Mm-hmm. So Lord, this is my desire. And I gave God something to work with. I did just <laughs> tell him to drop somebody out the sky. <laughs> Lord, I'm going to pursue. I'm going to look. I'm you know, I know what I want and I'm going to look and see. And Lord, let it click, let it connect. Wow. With that. So go ahead, Sylvia. <laughs> oh. You flow, Go ahead. Keep talking. No, go ahead. <laughs> so for me, um, I will say to the women, um, something that I noticed, finding love with the right lens. I, I often think about how much of a dirty word submission is for women, mm-hmm. right? Or how much make it a dirty word, you know, and I was listening to a live, I think last week. And one of my comments was, you know, submission is not a dirty word. Um, It is very easy to do when the man is loving you like Christ loved the church, like the word of the Lord declares. And I want to put this here, that love does not start on the wedding day. He is supposed to be demonstrating that type of love during your courtship, Mm -hmm. you know, why a lot of people do not experience that because they're not exclusively courting they're they're dating meaning they talk to 15 different people at 10 different times and it's impossible to give anybody a fair shot mm-hmm. when you have you know a heart emoji for one and a flower emoji Wait. for another <laughs> you know you try to keep track of everything you have going on so um just to circle back to my point about um submission i knew that I was going to marry where to go when it just felt like Jakarta, I could just give my life over to him without Ooh, work. Yes. Without any, without, without any worry. So much so. And I am naturally um very much, I don't want to say a control freak, but you know, I, I like to do things the way I like to do them. I like to know when things are happening. I like to choose how it's going to happen. And that's just my personality and very type A. And I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but all of a sudden, I just started like, well, Radica, what do you think about this? And are you okay with this? And, you know, <laughs> completely a complete contrast to what my natural personality is so much. So to the point now where he has to tell me, Sylvia, I am okay with you making a decision. <laughs> like, you don't have to keep coming to ask me, is it okay? And I, I'm saying that to say, ladies, you will know that you are in good hands when they feel like God's hands. You do not worry when you're in God's hands. You know he's going to take care of you. You know he's going to protect you. You know he's going to provide. He's. You know he's going to give you whatever resources he has to make sure that you are thriving in your life. And whoever you are being courted by and pursued by should make you have that same feeling here on earth. My, I'm sitting up here fanning. You know what? I'm fanning I'm, my computer like preach. <laughs> yeah, like so. I mean, I just I I know that it sounds it might sound cliche, it might sound corny, but I trust him with my life. And so when you're looking for love with the right lens, the right lens means can I give this person everything that God has given me and know that it's in good hands? 
Can I trust them with the assignment on my life? Can I trust them with my health? Can I trust them with my past? Can I trust them with my secrets? Can I trust them with the dark places? Can I trust them with the blessings, the good things, with my family? Whatever comes along with you, can I trust that person um, with whatever comes along with you. And I'll give an example. Um, I think about people who might have had children in a previous relationship or previous marriage, whatever the case may be, and they're trying to find love again. Well, I'm a caretaker. I have a 97-year-old father. And it's not that I have a child, but I have someone who is packaged with me, right? right. And so I, I was thinking about a couple months ago, maybe almost a year ago, and uh, we were talking about getting married and whether or not my dad was going to move with us. And of course, I, I wanted him to move with me to North Carolina when I decided that I would relocate. And I was telling right ago, I said, well, you know, I asked my dad if he wants to live with us or just in the vicinity. And he said he's okay with living in the vicinity. So I found a couple actor senior places and he stopped me and said, he's not living there. And I said, well, where is he going to live? You know, and he said, Sylvia, he said, I want your father's last years to be his best years. And I think he needs to live with us. Wow. And that is not, for, I don't even know if he knows how much, you know, the gravity of that statement that the impact that it had on me, but mm. for someone to be young and healthy and, you know, just looking forward to being married, being a man, he he's never had to be a caretaker. And that's not a responsibility that he needed to be willing to take on. But mm. even with me making other provisions, he was taking care of what God has already given me to do. You see what I'm wow. saying? And so yeah. things that would typically become hard become so easy because that person who, if it's God, God has sent in your life, Mm -hmm. they'll, they'll just take the pressure off. They'll take the pressure yeah. off. And so you, I, I would say women, just, just keep your, your spiritual eyes open. And I just believe that when it's God, you'll know it's God. You'll know. Because it will feel like God all, all over it. Wow. Wow. Listen, this was, this was an awesome dialogue and conversation I hope all of you that were listening to Jaquata, this. Jaquata, 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 I'm sorry. Elder Long has one more thing to say. <laughs> oh, yes, go ahead. No, I just had like one quick statement that uh, when Sue was talking. So the last statement, to kind of wrap it up in a bow. Okay. Is that in order to find love through the right lens, you have to adjust your view to be future focused. Wow. Oh, yeah, that's perfect. That's yeah. great. Yeah. Wow. Future focused. Mm -hmm. What shall we say then, y'all? <laughs> I, I, I don't I, listen. This this conversation was so needed and so valuable to even just the state that we're in right now. And I hope all of you that were listening and that will listen to this podcast will take what you heard today and do an evaluation of your relationships. Yeah, and see. Is it aligning with the purpose that is on your life? And is it God-centered? Is it God-focused? Mm -hmm. And really just see, just see where it is. And as Sylvia and Redigo said so eloquently, that you'll know when it's God. Mm -hmm. You'll know when it's God. So I want to thank you both for being a part of my episode and this show. I appreciate you both so much. And just thank you for just the example that you both are in the kingdom and just to our generation. Thank you guys so much. 
Thank you for Thank having you. us, Dr. Shaquana. Thank you. You all tune in next week for the next episode of A Piece of Advice with Dr. J. Thank you all. Thank you.